manifesting as the goddess, we receive these gifts as a sacred offering, celebrating our interconnectedness with all of life. May they nourish us and strengthen us that we may be capable of bringing benefit to all we touch. Welcome to Star Circle, Season 3, Episode 5, Food for Thought. That was a book written in 1997 by doctors of psychology Saul and Joan Miller, husband and wife team later were divorced, and so the book is uh, out of print. That's why I did a book report on it, because I thought it was really important information about how the right foods can help you reduce stress, increase strength, prevent, prevent disease, achieve sexual satisfaction, and feel centered in mind and body. The food we eat affects what we think, say, and do. The Millers had a hundred years of documented research to back up their claims about the important relationship between nutrition and mental health. Basically, they suggest eating a centered, natural diet and avoid extreme, disintegrating, and alienating foods. So I am going to break that down into much greater detail for you. Centered foods are low meat, low sweet, low fat, low salt, sugar-free, and caffeine-free. Centered foods are whole grain, vegetables, fruits, legumes, nuts, and seeds. They suggest avoiding extremes. This again means low meat, low sweet, low fat, low salt, no coffee, and no alcohol. Extreme foods include chemically processed and chemical additives. Extremely expansive foods are stimulants, sugar, and alcohol. Extremely contracting foods are salt, meat, and eggs. Fat foods are eggs, cheese, butter, margarine, and fatty meats. They want you to remember the law of opposites. Expansion balances contraction. Again, I'm going to get into this, breaking it down into much greater detail, but it explains our cravings and addictive patterns. In other words, when we eat a bunch of salty chips, we're going to crave a box of cookies afterwards. Avoid overeating. I think that's one of the most important things you can do, and it's quite high on their list. Food equals energy equals behavior in this theory. So looking at major factors, the four major, major factors that influence behavior. One is our constitution, that's inherited. Two is conditioning, that's learned. Three is the external environment. Uh, confronting situation and demands. 
Now, the first three affect the fourth, which is our internal environment of electrochemical impulses. Nothing has greater control over our biochemistry than foods. The um, authors, um, one a clinical psychologist, the other a social psychologist, they define foods on a continuum. On one end of the continuum is expansive foods, and they consider these to be plant derivatives. On the other end of their continuum, with plant foods in the middle, are animal foods. So we have plant derivatives on one extreme and animal foods on the other extreme. So let's look at that in a little bit more detail. Plant derivatives are expansive, larger, above ground, fast, soft, liquid, juicy, sweet, sour, vegetable, moderate, warm, less cooking, raw, outward, potassium, alkaline forming, expansive behavior. That includes coffee, tea, syrups, honey, concentrated fruit juices, drugs, alcohol, sugared, sugar. So animal foods are contracting. So that's the other end of their continuum. Opposite expansive is contraction. And contracting is smaller, below ground, slow, hard, solid, dry, salty, bitter, animal, extreme cold, desert, more cooking, inward, sodium, acid forming, and contractive behavior. Foods are salt, butter, meat, cheese, eggs, and fish. Again, in the middle of the continuum are your centered foods, and these are fruits and vegetables, grains, seeds, and legumes. So I want to explain more about the fat, protein, and carbohydrate balance in foods. Okay. Mother's milk, which is considered to be the most centered, the most balanced food that a human being can consume is 8 to 10% protein, 26 to 29% fat, and 65% carbohydrate. Centered, balanced, and whole foods have a similar protein to carbohydrate ratio as human milk, that is 1 to 7. Extreme expansive foods have a 0.01 ratio of protein to carbohydrates, while extremely contractive foods have a 25 ratio of protein to carbohydrates. Again, whole grains are considered the most balanced of foods like mother, most like mother's milk. Uh, interesting to note, the Japanese word for peace and harmony is wa. It is composed of two characters symbolizing grain and mouth. Biologists have observed that all living things are motivated by a need for homeostasis, the continuous balancing of life systems.
extreme expansion balances extreme contraction or sweet balances meat. This is the law of opposites. Meat also attracts alcohol and tobacco. The way most people eat in the U.S. and Europe today, balancing in the extremes, consuming more energy than balancing near the center, is wasteful, stressful, and tiring. A balanced diet is part of a balanced lifestyle. An unbalanced diet correlates with disordered behavior, and a diet heavy in contractive food leads to a craving for sweets. Expansive behavior is defined as open, loose, flexible, spontaneous, giving out, expressive, diffuse, spiritual, light, bright, outward, holistic, verbal, and introverted. Contractive behavior is closed, tight, inflexible, controlling, taking in, possessive, concentrating, material, heavy, dark, inward, analytical, written, and introverted. The Millers recommend these 10 principles of sane eating to be satisfied and attractive. Expansive food leads to expansive behavior. Contractive food leads to contractive behavior. Expansive food leads to contractive food, the law of opposites. Extreme food leads to extreme behavior. A centered diet leads to a centered and balanced disposition. Natural food leads to natural behavior. Disintegrated foods lead to disintegrated behavior. Alien food leads to alienation. Fatty food blocks energy flow and reduces sensitivity and vitality. Overeating reduces sensitivity, vitality, and attractiveness. Diet correlates directly with personality, is their assertion. After presenting and, and explaining their continuum, the Millers focus on the principles of sane eating in great detail. What we eat determines how we think, feel, and act. I'm thrilled to see that they begin this detail with food combining theory. So apparently, according to them, it's the number one thing you can do for sanity. Foods that combine well are digestively compatible, meaning they are processed by similar parts of the digestive system at similar rates of speed. Eating simply means limiting the number of foods eaten at one time. Sugar interferes with digestion of most food. Eat grain and vegetables, especially eat grain with vegetables, especially greens. Eat vegetables with grain, fatty foods, nuts, oil, dairy, eggs, meat, or fish. Always eat fruit by itself. They say 20 minutes before a meal, but I've also heard 30 minutes to an hour and a half before other food. Now I had to look up the word refined because um, recently when I asked a woman what her diet was, she said it was refined. And then another friend of mine was um, bragging to me that her diet was very, very refined. So I'm assuming that those two people were referring to the second and third definitions of the adjective refined, meaning elegant, cultured in, in appearance, manner, or taste, developed or improved so as to be precise or subtle. The first definition of 
we find in the dictionary is with impurities or unwanted elements having been removed by processing. For example, refined sugar. Now, I get a kick out of this, like, you know, double speak, like naming a, a bomb peacekeeper or a, a weapon of war, your guardian angel. Refined sugar is, is dead. A refined sugar is like hydrogenated oils, meaning that the hydrogen ions are broken and so the food is not able to be digested. So uh, refined foods are the super over-processed, um, chemically processed foods. And we're going to use that definition of refined for the rest of this article. Okay, the Millers consider refined food the cause of mental and physical disorder. If your diet is not centered, and if your diet is extreme, you are more inclined to extreme desires, extreme thoughts, and extreme actions. Eating an extreme diet makes self-control more difficult and increases tension, frustration, stress, and disease. Less protein leads to greater sensitivity and pleasure. With a centered diet, people are more inclined to be sane, sensitive, and self-controlled. Eating meat and sugar in the quantities most Americans do leads to marked increases in high blood pressure, which correlates with psychological hypertension, feelings of tension and anxiety. Too much of either extreme affects behavior and limits performance. Too much tension over contraction and not enough tension over expansion reduces effectiveness and pleasure. Extreme expansive foods lead to overexpansion, which is being too open, spaced out, vague, impractical, thoughts divorced from action and plans, daydreams unrealized, lack of direction and order, too permissive, too expressive, too impressionable, distorted, discriminative sense, anxiety, Pro project thoughts and feelings onto others, disorganized, lazy, and confused. Extreme contractive foods lead to over-contraction, which is too closed, too tense, or uptight, fear of losing control, continuously attempting to control, repressing and denying feelings, too discriminating, too withdrawing, and too exclusive, inflexible, reduced ability to empathize, materialistic, possessive, and hoarding. It is possible, of course, to be something of both, especially when eating both extremes. The end result of doing that is the same a loss of effectiveness, a loss of power, a loss of pleasure. Anxiety is emotional disease, an irrational fear, underlying neurotic behavior, an intuitive sense of imbalance. Being over-contracted or over-expanded results in a feeling that something just isn't right. If you are able to support my podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. Anchor has a system where you may 
do a recurring donation of 99 cents, four dollars and 99 cents, or ten dollars or nine dollars and 99 cents. And of course, you could discontinue at any time. Go to anchor.fm slash R-E-V-D-R-J-U-D-E to uh, set that up. And thank you very much. Arthritis is a disease where our joints become over-contracted, hardened, tight, and inflexible, or over-expanded, inflamed, swollen, and inflexible. Anxiety and arthritis interact. The same with heart disease and emotional disease. Extreme contracting food makes deep relaxation much more difficult. Exercise is generally a contractive effort attracting one to expansive foods. Extreme exercise is not the ideal remedy to an over acid condition. Prolonged excessive use of salt leads to over contraction, hypertension and rigidity. The richest source of natural mineral salts is seaweed. The most common way of treating all mental problems today is to reduce symptoms with drugs, not food. And these drugs have an extremely expansive effect on behavior. The Millers, I'm happy to see, recommend that we fast whenever feeling disoriented, confused, or dissatisfying in order to have a greater sense of clarity, lightness, and awareness. Fasting can be an effective short-term remedy for behavioral, emotional, and physical imbalances. A diet of refined carbohydrates does not support life. A diet of refined carbohydrates and animal foods is a diet of affluence and is associated with physical and mental disorder. A variety of human disorders are reported to improve drastically when refined foods are eliminated from the diet, including ulcers, tumors, cancers, especially colon, gallstones, appendicitis, hemorrhoids, heart and vascular disease, diabetes, hypoglycemia, obesity, tooth and gum disease, as well as psychic, psychotic behavior, anxiety, apathy, depression, and uncontrollable, violent, and antisocial behaviors. Again, that is the, the human disorders that are reported from a diet of refined carbohydrates and animal foods. Wow. Let's look at fiber and behavior. Now, I've mentioned before the intimate connection between the gastrointestinal system and the coordinating and integrating mechanisms of our nervous system. So we, we have the image of the colon being connected to every other part of the body through the nervous system. But let's understand this important detail as thoroughly as we can. Non-specific nerve fibers called C fibers are dispersed throughout the intestine and conduct impulses to the arousal center of the brain the reticular activating system. This energy input primes the central nervous system and facilitates effective conduction of all incoming and outgoing messages. 
Eating whole, high-fiber food leads to rapid, continuous, smooth transit of food through the intestines, which leads to regular, continuous firing of nonspecific nerve fibers into your arousal system and more effective neural conduction, which results in more integrated and coordinated behavior. Even more basic, refined foods promote incomplete, inefficient digestion with slow transit times and the accumulation of toxins. Anxiety, aggression, and depression are all nurtured by eating a diet of meat, eggs, cheese, and refined carbohydrates. With the slow transit times, the animal foods putrefy in the intestines, producing toxic byproducts, and if not quickly eliminated, cause biochemical and behavioral disorders. Now, bran is not a whole food, nor is it a substitute for whole food. Vitamin deficiencies are caused by massive refinement of food. Processing food destroys the dynamic vitality in food. Vitamin deficiency is linked with mental disorders, including anxiety, hyperactivity, delusions, psychotic episodes, depression, and mental retardation. What about supplements? The Millers believe vitamin supplements are unnecessary if you're eating the centered, balanced, natural, whole food diet they recommend. Refined foods such as alcohol and sugar are unbalancing and disintegrating as their metabolism depletes the body's reserves of vitamins and minerals. The absence of simple whole food on our supermarket shelves is evidence of social and economic disintegration. We have got to learn to eat adequate sources of nourishment. So the next thing the Millers talk about regarding sane eating is chewing. They believe that whole meal breads, breads made out of whole grains and whole food, root crops, etc., require more chews per bite and reinforce this behavior by becoming tastier and increased with increased chewing. The way people chew their food, an important part of digestion, and one over which we have the greatest conscious control, indicates how they live their lives. The response tendency carries over into daily life, hence the phrase, biting off more than one can chew. Gestalt therapy notes, adults who swallow their foods in gulps without choosing, chewing are impotent. They demand immediate gratification and are unable to achieve satisfaction and indiscriminately accept what they are told. Chewing is a multifunctional process which first mechanically increases surface area, enabling the beginning of starch digestion. Second, stimulates the flow of gastric juices. Three, is psychologically relaxing and integrating. Four, stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system to stimulate digestion. Five, chewing promotes a normal, healthy outlet for aggression. Six, chewing is a meditation, harmonizing the body and preparing it to receive food. Slow, careful eaters are more sensual in bed now. Chewing whole food well is relaxing and integrating and improves, improves health and digestion.
All right, let's look at those sugar blues. The adverse effects of sugar have been documented for over 100 years. Sugar replaces nutrients. Sugar depletes vitamins and mineral. Sugars affect, affects behavior. Sugar destructively influences circulation, heart and vascular disease, digestion, tooth decay to hemorrhoids, locomotion, arthritis, and the nervous system, disordered behavior. Sugar distorts discriminative taste and desensitizes you to your food and leads to hypoglycemia and then diabetes. Low blood sugar level and blood sugar imbalance are linked to extreme and sudden shifts in mood, mania, depression, anxiety, indecision, distorted body image, confusion, apathy, indifference, the blues, uncontrollable emotional outbursts, and violence. Why does sugar so drastically affect human behavior? A very simple process is intimately linked with what we eat. The nervous system uses glucose as fuel. Special brain cells called glucoreceptors of the hypothalamus continually monitor and regulate glucose in the blood. When sugar is deficient, stored sugar is released and inverted to glucose. When sugar is in excess, insulin is released to metabolize the excess. All the more expansive drugs have a marked effect, market effect on blood sugar and behavior. Caffeine lowers blood sugar by stimulating the adrenal glands to produce epinephrine, which stimulates the pancreas to produce insulin. Tobacco also. Alcoholic beverages affect blood sugar by upsetting carbohydrate metabolism. The munchies are proof of marijuana's effect on blood sugar. Large quantities of fruit juice can cause mood swings and emotional instability. Whole grains and vegetables break down slowly into glucose, readily absorbed and metabolized into stable behavior. The carbohydrate that most upsets the nervous system, the endocrine system and behavior with a disruptive effect on the whole organism is sugar white or brown is still processed. Sugar causes extreme unstable behavior, usually a period of hyperactivity and agitation, followed by a period, period of hypoactivity and depression. Blood sugar imbalance correlates with depression drowsiness, fatigue, lethargy, listlessness, whining, crying, and the blues. Agitation, anxiety, excitability, impatience, insomnia, irritability, nervousness, and tantrums. Erratic behavior, irrational behavior, blackouts, confusion, indecision, delusion, disorientation, inability to concentrate, memory lapse, and violent outbursts. Sugar leads to disintegrated behavior because it reduces the availability of substances the brain uses to make neurotransmitters, the chemical compounds carrying information from neuron to neuron in the brain. How can I reduce my needs for sweets? Eat a centered diet and avoid the extremes of meat and sugar. Eat more fresh fruit, vegetables, and salads. Eat less meat, candy, pop, and pastry. Why is there no focus on diet in the hospital psych wards or with the criminally insane? Low blood sugar correlates directly with assault 
arson, murder, robbery, vandalism, domestic violence, self-destructive acts, suicide, car and hunting accidents. Okay, so remember one of their principles of sane eating was alien food causes alienation. Let's look at that in greater detail now. What is alienated, alien food? Food that is not part of our natural environment. What kind of alienation does alien food lead to? The disintegration between man and his environment. Unnatural rhythms with increasing reliance on technology to keep ordered determines his feelings and state of health. The most alienating foods are the ones that are not part of our natural environment at all, meaning the six to 12 pounds of chemicals the average person ingests per year. And this is a 50 year old figure, people. Refined and processed foods with lost minerals and vitamins are linked to allergic reactions and behavioral disturbance. Is it man-made? Don't eat it without disordered or unnatural behavior resulting. The absence of some vitamins and minerals have a marked effect on behavior. Psychological disorders which accompany deficiencies in vitamin B, that's thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, that are found in whole grains and beans, and cobalamin, which is found in naturally fermented foods. This, these disorders that accompany these deficiencies in vitamin B include memory loss, appetite loss, nervousness, apprehension, hallucinations, insomnia, agitation, and paranoid behavior. Mineral deficiencies of calcium, copper, iron, magnesium, potassium, sodium, and zinc have all been associated with abnormal physical and emotional states, including apathy, lethargy, all of the above, and emotional outbursts. The data is clear. Nutrition influences behavior directly. Normal psychological function depends on the presence of all nutrients found in a centered diet of natural food in correct proportion. Eating seasonally and regionally keeps harmony and reduces disease. People in cold regions who eat tropical fruit become dependent on overheating, excessive fuel, and reduced health and vitality. In tropical regions with a cent where a centered diet can be eaten, less artificial cooling is required. Dairy food used excessively has become a major part of the diet. It stimulates rapid expansion in the very young and can be too much, too rapid expansion. There are a variety of physical ailments linked to dairy, such as allergy reactions, arterial sclerosis, present in most two-year-old American children, arthritis, sinus and respiratory problems, including discharge, deposits and blockages, and degenerative ailments. So that's interesting to note that the um, ailments linked to dairy food were present in most two-year-old American children 50 years ago when this book was written.
Okay, remember Dr. Miller's were uh, talking about the mother's milk being the perfect food. So, of course, when um, children are um, bottle-fed um, dairy, there are psychological feelings of separation, fear, and anxiety with repercussions into later life. Excess dairy nurtures and reinforces tendency toward attachment, sentimentality, dependent thinking, and depression. For different reasons, depression and dependent thinking can result from prolonged periods of protein deficiency and a high sugar diet. Today, most dairy foods are very unnatural, chemically treated and processed, and not necessary. There are many more vital sources of calcium, like green seeds, nuts, and seaweeds. Tahini, miso, and tofu are wonderful, tasty dairy substitutes, unless you're allergic to soy. Quantity destroys quality and beauty. Overeating is an unnatural eating pattern, a stress the body cannot handle. Overeating profoundly affects mental well-being. Metabolic disturbance is the result, not the cause of fat people eating too much. Oxidation rates are influenced by eating habits. Here is their formula for weight control. One, a centered diet. Two, avoid extreme and unnatural food. Three, chew well. Four, exercise moderately. Do not overeat. Five, reduce sugar and dairy. Seven, distinguish between whole and refined carbohydrates. The refined carbohydrates are the one that puts on the weight. Eight, appreciate balance. Remember, meat attracts sweet, so stay in the center to uh, avoid cravings. Some more advice from the Millers on how to eat. A warm drink 20 minutes before each meal, not coffee and not sweet. Relax, eat slowly, increase eating awareness, write down everything you eat. In our body temple retreats, that's part of the program is to journal, uh, uh, your, a food journal. You write down everything you eat and how you feel after you ate it. Five, eat when you feel hungry. They say not right before bed. I also don't think we should eat the minute we jump out of bed either. Indigestion leads to irritability impatience, nervousness, fatigue, insomnia, and depression. Causes of indigestion include extreme foods and eating too much, too late, too fast, when emotionally upset, and improper combinations. So let's look at what they say about sexual disorders. Sexually stimulating foods do not lead to satisfying relationships. Eating to increase sexual satisfaction means eating to be more natural and balanced and not overeating sexually stimulating foods. Diet patterns like eating too much and too rich lead to sexual dissatisfaction. Extreme Foods lead to strong urges and strange ideas, not pleasurable. Any extreme is taxing, unbalancing, and not satisfying. 
if experiencing decreased sexuality, alter your diet more towards the center. Animal and synthetic hormones are transmitted to the meat eater from the meat. The effect of these steroids on sexuality and weight have been ignored and cannot go on being ignored. Eating too much and too rich suppresses satisfying social and sexual relations. Junk food is the food of the learning problem generation. Learning problems affect one third of all US school children. Diet is one of the factors accounting for the increase in educational problems today. Typically ignored, the unnatural junk food diet contributes to emotional, disciplinary, and learning problems. Most experts advise treatment based on chemotherapy and usually stimulants. The Millers suggest marked reduction in all extreme and unnatural food. No magic diet can eliminate brain damage or severe retardation but dietary change can increase performance and socialization. Limit all refined carbohydrates, chemical additives, and dairy. For all kinds of behavioral and emotional disturbances in kids and adults, a change of diet is the first step towards sanity. From conception to age five is the most critical. Just a few days of a pregnant mom's chaotic eating, drinking, and drug taking can profoundly affect the fetus and on into adult behavior. Food-induced emotional reactions, cerebral food allergies, demonstrate clearly the link between food and behavior. The most reactive foods are extreme, disintegrating, or unnatural. Foods become hypersensitive to chemically treated and refined foods. Let me restate that. The most reactive foods are extreme, disintegrating, or unnatural. People become hypersensitive to chemically treated and refined foods or foods that have been abused in the past. Whole foods gradually eliminate the problem, even with young people. There are some cases of people reacting to natural foods, especially wheat, corn, nuts, and seeds. Some allergists suggest sensitivity to cereal grains may be a major cause of mental illness. Tests are needed to confirm food-induced emotional reactions. There are basically three approaches to treatment. The restrictive diet approach avoids the allergic foods, which I think is great. We should not eat anything we're allergic to. Temporarily or as a way of life, only meat, fish, fresh fruit, and vegetables, no grain are eaten. The desensitization approach uses steroids to remove symptoms. Bad eating habits are reinforced as no change in diet is made. The metabolic pro approach, as in hypoglycemia, reduces sensitivity by eating properly to improve metabolic fun function. The Millers consider the primary causes of indigestion associated with grain to be eating too much, not chewing well, improper food combining, and not buying organic. Be sensitive and self-aware enough to appreciate what foods contribute to your well-being and avoid the ones that affect you adversely. Now let's look at the raw or cooked question. Cooking is contractive. Balance is some of both. 
Extreme is one or the other. People who eat only raw food are expansive. It's good to eat more raw food in summer and more cooked food in winter with 30 to 50% whole grain in winter. The top portion of plants, the fruit and blossoms, can be eaten raw. Cooking destroys vitamin C and A. The middle portion, the stalk and leaves, are less digestible and may, may require a little cooking like light steaming. The bottom portion of plants, the parts underground, should be cooked and cooking is not as destructive to the vitamin content of roots and tubers. Always avoid overcooking, which is one thing that can increase the histamine in your food. Excessive and insensitive food preparation decreases food energy and reduces vitality. Alchemy in daily life profoundly affects health and consciousness. Home Cooked with Love has been proven through Korean photography to have more energy. Good cooking takes into account taste, appearance, and health. Diet is basic to family integration and communication. Part of that is eating together. Two, the current trend, most meals eaten away from home, is reflected in family relations. Community and family cohesiveness is influenced by diet. Eating simply together fosters harmony. The rise and fall of nations and waves of political influence have been attributed to food. The magic diet depends on knowing who you are and what you want out of your life. Everyone is unique and everything is changing. Being too restrictive is not balanced and leads to disorder. Eating a balanced and appropriate diet, you enjoy your food and feel well. Along with these sane diet principles, the Millers also recommend these basic factors to improve your mental health. Be mentally and physically active. Relax effectively. Have a positive attitude and direction. Be able to enjoy and learn from life. Everything lost is found again in a new form, in a new way. Everything hurt is healed again, in a new time, in a new day. Change is, touch is, touch is, change is. Change us, touch us, touch us, change us. <laughs>